Hey Solomon, this is Jay Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, No commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. Tired, weary, frustrated? What would you be doing if you weren't raising children alone? What's stopping you from living your best life now? On Solo Mom's Talk, I discuss with solo mothers the challenges you face raising children alone. So if you're a working solo mom dealing with independent children, insensitive bosses, weight and health issues, or even debt collectors, join us as we discover your path to get and stay healthy, Increase your income and live with joy and purpose. In this battle of life, it's hard to keep your head above the water. I have a uh, Digi Sujahi talking to me from the Philippines, and um, I'm very happy to talk to you. I'm very intimidated, but um, we're going to make this work, right? Why intimidated? Let's probably start with that. Well, I'm going through your profile and watching some of your interviews, and I'm like, wow, she's pretty good. I want to be just like her. And I'm like, oops. Oh, thank you so much. But thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, I've been listening to a couple of other uh, podcast episodes, and... It, it is a great platform and I'm really, really honored. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Well, first of all, um, as you know, this show is about solo moms and apparently you um, are or were a solo mom. Tell me uh, how you became a solo mom. I think <laughs> this happened. I've been, I've been a solo mom for almost 13 years now. Mm. Right. So got married. It was an arranged marriage. And um, so I'm an Indian born and raised in UAE. But that doesn't change the fact that we all kind of follow the same norms. We're all expected. There's certain expectations on us, no matter how modern you think you are. But you're really young. You think and to be honest, your parents always want, most of the cases, your parents do want the best for you. So they really think this is what it is. And they don't know better because they only know what has been passed on to them, right? So it's not that they are wrong. So got into this arranged marriage 
And right from the beginning, it was a very abusive marriage. But I kept staying in the marriage, thinking that, oh, it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. And uh, every time there would be an issue, my parents would always say, as was expected of many people, oh, a child would change everything. So I think I probably fell into the whole trap and thought, yes, a child might change everything. Um, And that's how it started. But five years and two kids later, I decided that things are not going to change unless I make a move. It was, like I said, it was a very abusive marriage. But once the kids were born, it was not just abusive to me, but it was also abusive to the kids in the sense, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was not a very, <laughs> a very good married, married life. And I thought if I don't make that change now, I don't want to, because my kids won't be happy. I won't be happy. And what's the whole point of being in a relationship or a marriage just to say at the end of 10 years, oh, I stuck through, but for right. what? what was the sacrifices that you're going to make. So that's that's when I decided about six years, five to six years in the marriage to walk out with my kids. And I haven't looked back ever since. Wow. And how are you, how old were you when you got married? Uh, I think it was 2021. 20, okay. Yeah, 2021. 20, yeah. All right. Okay. Right. And what has been, uh, tell me, you have two daughters, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what has been your biggest challenge in starting the road, um, the journey to being a solo mom and raising two daughters? You know, tell, tell me the challenges you had. Was he supportive of the children, even though you weren't together? That kind of thing. Actually, even while I was married, I was almost like essentially like a single mom because I had to take care of the whole house. Initially, I used to work like three jobs. I'm an MC. I'm a host. I'm a presenter. So I've done a lot of at the age of 13, I think I've been on stage. So that's something I've always done. But at the same time, being um, from a well-respected, good, educated, middle-class family in India, you're all expected to work so you know that comfort of having the monthly salary something to fall back on so I was always working and um, right after my marriage it's because right after my university I got married so right after that I started working and my career was something that because since my marriage was not going well I focused a lot on my career and my career actually soared so at that time, even when, when I had my girls, I remember I was the one who was providing for the house. I was taking care of their education, taking care of someone to help us at the home. Um, everything. There were times when when my ch- my older child, when I was pregnant with my first daughter, I remember my husband never came for any doctor's appointments, nothing, the whole nine months. And the same thing continued when I had my second child. Only difference was when I had my second child, I would strap my older one onto the car and then drive to two, two hours to get to my doctor's appointment, drive back with my belly, go back, put her in, the, in, in daycare, take care of work, go back, pick her up all the while while my husband would be sleeping at home. So he wasn't really someone who was contributing in any way to the marriage or to being a a parent. But from the day I walked out, 
I think to this day, which would be like I said, 13 years now, 12 years, let's say 12 years. I think overall, my kids might have seen my husband two times mm-hmm. in spite of being in the same city. And these two times were only because the kids' passports had to be renewed. And sometimes, you know, the law changes every now and then. And sometimes the government would be like, oh, we want both the parents to sign the, the documents. Those were the only times that we had to call him. And that too, I had to find out where he was. So no, to answer your question, he's never been, he's never supported me in terms of us, in terms of any uh, financially, emotionally, um, yeah, physically, he's never been there. So it was just me and the girls there. My parents were there. So yeah. Okay. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that. So you were a married solo mom and now, and you know, you decided that you might as well do it on your own. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yes, I understand that. So what was your biggest challenge? What has been your biggest challenge in the last 13 years, even balancing career and non-traditional career as well? My biggest challenge, I think, is some something which all mothers face, guilty that whether you're giving enough time and attention to your kids or not. Mm-hmm. I, I've always been fortunate enough to, even, even while I was working for corporate careers, I've always been fortunate enough to have uh, a bit of a flexibility in most of the work companies that I have worked with. This was even before I started my own company. So, um, so because of that, that flexibility always allowed me to be there for my children, no matter what, whether it was school recitals, um, you know, sports days, annual days, whatever little functions that they had. But at the same time, no matter how much you do, you would always feel that guilty, mm-hmm. that guilt is always there, you know, that am I doing enough? And um, when they were small, I think it always was that probably I'm not spending enough time with them. Probably I'm not helping them, you know, the formulative years that I'm not there. But as they grow older, I feel like, especially because they're two girls and they're going through the whole teenage tantrums and everything. Every time I feel like probably I've been done enough. And I see this picture perfect moms and how the children are perfect. I'm like, maybe... Don't take me wrong. My girls are amazing. We three are like best friends, literally. But you still feel like you haven't done enough. And no matter how much you do, you still feel that, I guess. Yes, that's true. My youngest is 25. And I still, every now and again, feel that every time something happens, I'm wondering, is that my fault? Exactly. Oh, speaking of that... um, I am so much into, um, I believe that the first seven years of a child's life was, you know, the formulative years kind of is, is what their entire life is going to be based on. And I, myself, I have done a lot of inner work because there are so many things, the old patterns that come up, the same uh, things that we fall into. So there are so many, so much of inner work that I have done. And I keep thinking about the fact that I had an amazing childhood. Like my parents were amazing. My dad has always made sure that he's always there for us. My mom was like a stay-at-home mom, always taking care of us. So I feel like in spite of that, I have so many layers of deep embedded beliefs that I had to work on. And I just keep wondering, but what about my girls? Because they have gone through, especially because I said the initial few years you know, while they were with the father, 
uh, we know that it it was abusive to a large extent. So I keep thinking, what can I do as a mom? Because that's what you want to do, right? Just protect your children. Like, what could I have done differently that they wouldn't have had that experience? I keep thinking, like, I try to learn theta healing. I try to learn pranic healing, like, to help their soul. I try to learn hypnosis so that, you know, hypnotherapy so that I can sit with them and help them, guide them through. I'm trying to do everything. And I guess it's my guilt at the end of the day feeling that I don't know how you would turn up. And like you just said, sometimes you just look at it like, "Mm, was it my fault? (laughs) So, yeah. Yes, true. But I read a quote from someone, I think it was Christian Northrup, who said that we, we always want to take responsibility for our adult children and she said we're not that powerful oh yeah that's amazing right and meaning that we don't have control over Uh over that we do our best and the results are what happen when we do our best yes yeah right yeah that's hard for (laughs) it's hard for a single mom to accept that though yes yeah yeah it is and recently I met this man who um, business related and he was talking, we were talking and he was talking about how he's got four kids now and they are a very strong unit. They travel everywhere together. And and then he said, that's because I was a single child, like a, sorry, a son, son of a single mom. And he said, my mom really did try a lot, but there are times, unfortunately, that I know that you know, she can't be, she tried to be the mom and the dad for me, but there are so many things that the dad can't do, the mom can't do that a dad does, uh, like, you know, playing with me probably, you know, and he being a boy, he's like, there's so many things that um, my mom couldn't do. And I want to make sure I'm there for my children, for my four kids. And for me, family is more priority than anything. That got me thinking, I do try to be their dad and their mom. But I know for a fact that I cannot fill in that shoes. Right. But you know what? I think I have to reach that stage where I have to believe that it's okay. I mean, that's the best you could do. What What more can you do? Yes. 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 You do your best. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. I always want to talk about the struggles that a solo mom face. But I also want to talk about the success what are you doing? Um, how are you an inspiration right now? And so I, I'm looking at this interview that you're doing with these women. Tell me about that work on your TV show, um, <laughs> Women of Arabia. That's right. So um, I believe that every woman, I actually believe that everyone has a story to say, but I especially believe most women uh, because we we face a lot of adversities and we are we are able we are capable of actually more than we are given credit for because if you put a man and a woman in a situation and this is something I've noticed many times it's always a woman who's been who's able to handle more and they can actually Though we are called the weaker sex, I really think that we are not. We're definitely not weak in any way. I think we all have a great story to say. And Women of Arabia stemmed up. So I, that's part of my company. My company is uh, called Pinnacle, Pinnacle Events Corporation. And we have offices in Dubai, um, UAE, 
two offices in UAE, an office in India and Philippines. And uh, this was something when I first partnered with this company that I had a vision. We had a vision that I wanted to bring the stories of women of the Arabian countries because mostly people have a notion outside the Middle East that women in Middle East are pro are not progressive, which is a wrong image that people have. Actually, women there are more, they have more rights than even the men, which many people don't know, are not aware. So I wanted to bring out stories. We all hear about the stories of the famous people, the, the ones who, who are really famous and who've, who've had it all. Their stories are always talked about. But there are millions of, okay, thousands, hundred thousands of women who are owners of small businesses, who are in very high positions in many companies, but their stories are never said. I met this in, in the course of interviewing these women. I met women who started working from the age of 13 because their father passed away and is now handling their entire family business and taking care of their parents and everything to women who were so clueless after they gave birth and kind of felt like they, they lost their identity and didn't know how to move forward and made a career out of it. So every woman I felt had a story to say and are an inspiration. So I just wanted to bring their stories to the world. And um, most importantly, um, ap apart from that, this whole pandemic has given me something else uh, to look forward to. So just before the lockdown happened, I came to Philippines. So I'm actually a Dubai person. I'm born, I'm born and brought up there. My kids were born there. So I'm complete. That's home for me. And um, during the pan, just about, I think, last year, November, we decided to expand our company. And we came to, I came with my partner to, my business partner to Philippines to do an event here. And the event was supposed to happen Jan end. And I was supposed to be here for just two weeks. I was supposed to travel back and forth and be here till the event was over. Circumstances made me stay back. And two weeks became four weeks and it became two months. And then the event had to be postponed because of a volcanic eruption here. And the event happened to be on the end of February. So right after the event, all of us stayed back, the partners, to close out accounts and all that. And... Just the day I was supposed to travel, well, actually, I was supposed to travel on May, March 17th, and on 14th, the whole world went on a lockdown, like complete lockdown. I haven't seen my kids in one year. Oh, I'm in a lockdown, like, because here, especially, the lockdown has been really severe. You couldn't even go out. And I was devastated because here I am in a country where I didn't know anybody. My partner managed, she managed to travel to her family because we had two, two flights that we had booked ourselves to. She went on the 13th. I was supposed to travel on the 17th. I had one more meeting that I had to wrap up and she went ahead. And the whole lockdown, I was stuck without having my family around. I just didn't know what to do. No one in a, in a house where there was, there was no one to help no, no one to comfort me. And during that time, I almost went into, no, actually I went into depression and I just two weeks and I 
I went deep down in depression. I would sleep till 12 o'clock. I would just eat whatever junk I would find. And I was not that person. I always wanted to be the role model, for not just for my kids, my kids' friends, people around me. Everyone looks up at me as a role model. And one fine day, I'm like, I can't do this. Like, what are you doing, Digi? And I started writing down my thoughts. And I'm very happy to say, just three days back, I launched my, I released my first book. Oh. <laughs> it's called Leveling Up During a Pandemic. Wow. So it is you. my story of how I literally went into a, into a depression. Mm-hmm. And I realized this year, of all years, that I should not feel ashamed to ask for help. And that's something which we women have a problem. And especially, I think, solo moms, we have that issue. We feel like, how do we ask for help? We just don't. And you have to ask for help because this year has taught us that we are not individuals. We are, we crave like all this so-called, you know, the superficial houses or the the dresses we wear, the, the, the mobile phones that we use, none of this, the cars that we use, none of these things matter if you don't have someone to share it with. Whoever it is, your family, your kids, whoever it is, we are social beings and we really need it. So then in this book and in life, I reached out to nine influencers from different walks of life. So there is um, people from the business industry, from um, fitness industry, so from different fields of life. And I asked them to give me practical approaches to how I can change my life. So that's um, nine influencers and me and our advice is to how to skirt through the pandemic and be a better version of ourselves. So we just launched the book. It's an ebook and it's available on Amazon. So yeah, that's, that's something good that came out. <laughs> well, and that is very good. Congratulations. Yes, definitely. And uh, what's the name of the book again? Leveling Up During a Pandemic. Okay, so we're going to get that, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, and that's one example of how we can use whatever circumstances we're in for better, right? And I wanted to touch on the point how we feel guilty as solo moms. We want to do everything on our own. And that's something. So thank you. Thank you for sharing. (laughs) While we're on this path, what is Digi grateful for today? I'm grateful for, I'm someone who's grateful for every single thing. I, from the smallest thing, like I'm a very, very grateful person. And I'm someone who tried to instill that in my my kids as well. Because actually we're never supposed to compare ourselves with anyone because we all have our own lives. But have you noticed that we in general compare our lives with people who seem to have more than us? We never compare our lives with people who don't have as much as we have. Mm-hmm. The fact that I, my family is safe. My kids are like when I was, when I decided to quit my job and I was doing well in my corporate career, when I decided to quit my job, the reason why I did that was because I remember thinking, so at that time I used to do my my emceeing opportunities, whatever emceeing and stage shows and everything that I used to do. So I used to have a full-time career and then my weekends were stretched between 
um, being booked for some event or the other all the time. And it came to a time where I was a full-time mom, full-time career, and I was almost doing this. And I remember sitting one day and thinking, if anyone can do this to quit her job and take that that leap of faith and actually get into a business of my own, it is me because I've got my parents there. I've got like, it's so easy for me to sit down and think about the fact that, oh, I'm a single mom. Oh, I, I, you know, look at all the negatives. It's very easy to sit down and look at the negatives and feel like you can't, you can't move past it. But if there is one thing versus the 10 negatives that I can write down, I would still hold on to that one hope because that's what my life has always been. I've had many times in life where I had to start from scratch, literally start from nothing and build myself and lose it all and start again. And I know for a fact, I have strong faith. Like I, I don't believe in one particular religion, but I have, I believe that there is a power that's always looking after me and that faith will always take me forward. So I know that no matter what, I am protected. Like we all are. And it's just a matter of just seeing where to focus on. So I'm grateful for every single thing. Most importantly, for two amazing girls uh, who touch wood. They're just amazing. My family who's always been supportive of me. Yes, do I have everything in my life that I've always wanted? No, but that's okay. I'm just, I'm just happy and grateful for being alive. Do you practice self-care and what does that look like for you? I wish I could say I do. <laughs> I feel, I'm someone who feels so guilty to even take, sit down. And like, I, I remember someone telling me during, especially during the lockdown, Netflix and chill. I'm like, I don't know what chill is. I cannot chill. I, and I can't sit down and just, I just feel guilty about everything. But I think once I meditate regularly, so every day without fail, there are times it goes up to like 20, 25 minutes. So I can just sit down. I meditate. I journal my thoughts down. Um, I do yoga. So these are all my me time that I just use for myself. But apart from that, I wish I can say that I, I, but I don't, which is bad. I have to really make it a point to do something for myself and self-care, which is very important, but I haven't. Yes. Well, those three things are actually my favorite. Um, And I, I usually add walking because I love to walk Mm. and um, that is absolute self-care. I mean, yoga, meditation, journaling. I mean, I think whenever you can let your mind rest, it's self-care. That's true. That's true. Absolutely. I do love walking as well, but I, I love walking in nature. So I just try and find places where I just can just get lost. But yeah, I love swimming, but I haven't had a chance to swim. I can't swim, but I love being on the water. <laughs> so these are things I like. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you for sharing. And what's one piece of advice would you give to a solo mom? at whatever stage of life they're in. You are doing the best that 
you can. I mean, stop doubting yourself. Stop thinking that you could do better. Your kid, all your kid needs is you to be happy. So as long as you are happy, you are providing the best atmosphere and environment for your child. That's something which most mothers uh, try most mothers don't understand they think that you're not providing like you're not being the father and the mother you cannot and let's just accept that and move forward with the fact that you cannot but as long as you are happy you're sane um, it will it will actually pass on to your children and no matter what all your child needs is your love your care and your support and just keep doing that and giving that to your child that's the best you can do. Thank you. Thank you very much. Anything else you, you want to share your business or? Oh yeah, just the book. But yes, I'm just very happy about the book. I'm in that stage where I'm like, you know, uh, talking to people about the book. So if uh, um, it's really practical advices, especially for, I know that so many women who read the book have sent, I've got reviews where they've said that, oh, I can relate. So many of the women feel like they can relate to this, especially during this pandemic. So if you can grab a copy and we've placed it very, very cheap. We've placed it less than $3 because I wanted to make sure that, you know, it's available for as many people as possible. So yeah, it's available on Amazon and I would be really honored and grateful if you can go everyone can just go and grab a copy it'll really mean the world to me okay thank you and i'll put a link to the book in the show notes so yes yes please okay thank you thanks dj for coming and talking to me uh i really enjoyed this talk thank you very much me too um thank you so much it was it was an absolute pleasure and some of those questions that you asked are questions that you don't think about right you just power through being a especially being a solo mom you just power through and you just take life you don't sit down and think about how far you have achieved you always feel like you haven't done much and it's nice to sit down and talk to someone and really go through the fact that god i have achieved so much i have gone through so much so it was nice it's a big boost to my morale so thank you for that Oh, that's good. That's good. Thank you for saying that too. Thank you. Want to live longer? According to Harvard Health, good connections and social support can improve health and increase longevity. With that in mind, why not join other moms from around the world as we connect on Solo Moms Talk Monthly Connect Lunch Break? Click the link in the show notes to RSVP or visit www.solomoms.com dash talk.com for more details take a break and let's connect did you enjoy this podcast then please subscribe so you will know when new episodes become available and if you think this podcast can help someone else please share it with them Hello, solo moms. As a solo mom of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, 
My mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life. To see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry and parenting alone can be a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward, create a plan to help you heal and empower you. You can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jen at jrosemarie.com or by calling plus one nine one seven nine nine four one three two nine or schedule a consultation with the link below. I am here for you and I want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment. Don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer. Don't parent in silence. So take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.